This podcast features adults drinking beer and using adult language. You've been warned. Welcome back to a very holiday special edition of the Tashi Station Brewhouse, where we combine the three best things in the universe, Star Wars, sports, and beer. What's not to love? Hey, Kristen, how's it going? Hi, Brian. Uh, happy December. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's happening. Help, help. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> um, Listeners, if you're not... What's right now where you are? <laughs> what's that? Said, what's the weather where you are? Uh, it's currently 59 degrees out. Oh, that's nice. You're ha- that sounds like it's just slightly warmer than here. It's, we're actually, it's very mild here. It's actually been pretty pleasant of late, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> up mid 60s to low 70s. I- I- I'll take it. I'll take it. That, you know, you live in Florida. That's, it's supposed to be like that in the it, winter. It's not 98 <laughs> degrees with a billion percent humidity, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's good. And we've um, also got a guest here this week. Yes, we do. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Chris uh, of the Book Wars Pod is here. Chris of the Book Wars Pod. We're putting that on his business card. <laughs> Easily a top four host of the Book Wars Pod, if I, may, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Easily, <laughs> easily a top four. Uh, Chris, is it uh, snowy as hell where you are still? Um, it's not snowing anymore. There is still snow on the ground. And in the case of my apartment complex, which doesn't plow, apparently, <laughs> still a good two inches of ice on the ground in places. Uh, so that's fun. You should get those like metal crampon things that you put on the bottom of your boots. It's I should. They're wor- they're like worth it. <laughs> if I if I walked more, <laughs> if I walked more, I would. But yeah, no, it was it was great. Um, we so my parents were here for Thanksgiving, and they came in the Monday night of Thanksgiving week, and but they actually had to change their flight because of there was a, a massive snowstorm coming in, and they were like one of the last flights to actually be able to leave Denver Airport and like get in a car and drive outside of the city because it was snowing so bad. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but they made it. And then we couldn't leave our apartment for like three days because there were two feet of snow on the ground. Colorado. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Happy colonizer day, everybody. <laughs> um, turkey, turkey. Uh, <laughs> did you have a good Thanksgiving, Brian? I did have a very good Thanksgiving because it was just me and Nancy. Hell yes. We Those stay- are the best holidays. Nancy, uh, Nancy is very pregnant, and we did not feel like traveling to see family, so we stayed home and made a turkey by ourselves. It was great. That's incredible. Yeah, we were here, but we hosted, so half and half. But it was all people we liked, so that's that's you good. know abnormal. That's the key. 
yeah, that's abnormal. So that's great. I, d- I didn't have to deal <sighs> with any racist extended family this year. It was fabulous. Yep. Good shit. <laughs> that, that's the dream. Um, that's the dream right there. It is. Um, Brian, do you want to talk about what you're drinking or what you have been drinking? Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, one of our listeners, Diana, actually visited us a couple of weeks ago and brought in some Northwest beers for me, which I was very yeah. thankful for, and some non-Northwest beers. Um, and one of the she brought in for me was uh, the Rogue Pumpkin Patch Ale, which was delightful. One of the better balanced, I think, pumpkin ales out there. Like, I, I love me some Southern Tier Pumpkin, but that is very, that's a very in-your-face pumpkin beer. Mm. Uh, Rogue Pumpkin Patch is, it's a much more balanced beer. And highly, highly, highly approve and recommend, and I will be seeking one out next year as well. Yay. Um, I, beer. I made a I made a total wine run a couple of weeks ago and uh, kind of went on a Belgian kick. Um, I uh, got the Omegong Bourbon Barrel Adoration, which was a Belgian style quote unquote Noel ale. So a dark Belgian, but with um, your typical winter ale spices. So your cinnamon, your nutmeg, your clover, and stuff like that. Uh, also very good. Also packed a hell of a kick at 11%. Yeah, geez. I know that's my thing with winter ales is like, I think I don't like winter ales for the same reason other people don't like IPAs. I'm like, it's like too much for me. I don't like winter warmers that much. I'm like, it's just tastes really, really heavy to me. But yeah. I would drink them if it was a Belgian style. <laughs> yeah, so this is this was a really interesting uh, beer because it's like, okay, fusing two things I do like, like these spices and like a fall beer, I like. The winter beers tend to sit too heavy for me. So you take a Belgian and take those spices, throw them together, and it works really well. Uh, which is why the next beer I had was also really good. Uh, have you ever had a Delirium Tremens? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so take a Delirium Tremens, call it Delirium Noel, but add the same winter spices. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's like, so that Belgian style is more of like the winter beer style in Europe from when I was there last year. I was like, oh, this is great. I could absolutely drink these because they're so much more drinkable than like the harsh winter ales of the Northwest. (laughs) The winter ales (laughs) of the Northwest tend to sit hard and heavy with you uh but these belgian winter ales i really really like um breaking from that though uh, i also got uh a new belgium oak spire which uh a which is uh, their knob creek bourbon barrel aged ale um it's pretty it's it's another solid one which you expect from new belgium Mm. um although did did you hear that New Belgium was recently sold to uh, the Kid and Beer Company out of Japan? No, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, well, and didn't um, uh, California Brewery also just sold again? Um, what are we? Which uh, my brain, um, Chris. They uh they make sculp grapefruit sculpin and sculpin uh ballast point oh yeah ballast point I oh did they get sold again too they got sold again I'm gonna look up who it was because uh 
Dude, dude, Ballast Point Investor is big deal in wine world. Thank you. Um, Highwood Microbrewery bought Ballast Point, and it's very random, but that's very funny. That is a very yeah. So they got purchase. sold again. Yeah. Um, New Belgium, though, it's like yeah. I, I was really when I initially saw that New Belgium had been sold, I was really upset because I, I like New Belgium a lot. Then I saw it went to Kidden and not like an in bed. I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm more okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ballast Point got sold to Illinois Kings and Convicts Brewing, which is that, a not a brewery I've ever heard of. I think it's seem, just a dude with a whole lot of money. That doesn't seem so much like a sale as a lateral move, though. I know, right? That's weird. Well, and Kings and Convicts is tiny, I think. So I think it's just might be a dude with a ton of money. Dude with a ton of okay. money that just wants to <laughs> up his craft beer portfolio, which you know what, sir or ma'am, I respect. Yes. I, I, I respect know. I mean, that. if I had a ton of money, I would I'm absolutely sure I would absolutely buy craft breweries and distilleries. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that that'd be fun. top of the list. Yeah, if I have to run a run a business and I might as well be something I like. <laughs> right. Um Chris, do you uh, want to talk about what you've been drinking? And then I have some that I'll try on air because I haven't really been drinking much beer lately. I would love to talk about what I've been drinking. So I first right now, this this very second breaking news, I am drinking a 14er Brewing Company, uh, which is a Denver brewery. I'm in Boulder, Colorado, so somewhat local uh, 14er Brewing Company, Key Lime Pie Cream Ale. Um, and if you're a listener to the Book Wars pod, uh, you will know that I was drinking this when we recorded the episode that came out last night. It's fine. It's not as good as I want it to be. Um, it's just very, it's very heavy on the cream ale and not very interesting in terms of the key lime pie flavoring. Which is, you know, it's not unexpected. Cream ales are very heavy, I think. And I said this the other night. I think if it had been like an orange cream ale like go like creamsicle style. I think that would have been more interesting because they could have gone a little heavier on the, on the flavoring in there, but you know, it happens. It works. Basically I saw it when I was at uh, our version of total wine and it was, it, it looked good. So I tried it and it was fine. Um, however, moving on to the more exciting aspects of what I'm drinking. Uh, once I finish this, I'm going to be going and grabbing a left hand sawtooth ale, which is a delicious, Technically an amber, but it's very light uh, and uh, also out of the Boulder, Colorado area. Since we moved here six months ago, we've gotten very big into the local beers because if you live in Boulder, Colorado, why the hell would you not? Yeah. Why are you not getting in on the craft scene out there? Yeah, we love it. We do. And to that effect, actually, last weekend, we myself, my wife, Kate, also a Book Wars pod and our co-host, Miranda, uh, of the three of us making up uh, three of the four hosts plus Kristen. Yes. Uh, Miranda came to visit us for Thanksgiving and we went to Four Noses Brewing Company, which is Ooh. in uh, Broomfield, Colorado, just outside of Boulder, and had absolutely amazing beers. Um, they do all sorts of cool stuff and they do flights of seven different beers for $15. <laughs> You'd love to see it. <laughs> and these are like normal flight pours these aren't like little tiny tasters like these are like normal flight pours so it's your base it's just it's a ridiculously good deal uh, but the beer is good too which is always nice 
uh, some of my favorites as I look at their menu, just to make sure that I have all the names right. Um, it was really interesting. They do a lot of brewing, like non brewing kind of non-traditional beer styles with lactose sugar added. Ooh, it was really interesting. interesting. So they had something called fruit on the bottom pineapple or blackberry pineapple, which was a lactose brewed sour. And it is literally uh, a refreshing sour made with blackberries and pineapple with added lactose sugar provides a nice balance of crisp, soft and tart sensations. And it was delicious. It was sweet. It it honestly almost didn't even taste like a beer, uh, but it, it, it had some sweetness. It had really intense fruitiness. Uh, so that was one thing that was great. Another thing they had, again, with the lactose sugar added was they had an apricot velvet milkshake ipa they called it uh, it is a heavily dry hopped new england ipa brewed with pureed apricot vanilla beans and lactose sugar and it actually did kind of taste like a milkshake so it was just like very interesting beers that were also just delicious uh they had another one that was a cocktail inspired ale that was a collaboration with death and co which is a cocktail company and it was just an ale brewed with hops, passion fruit, coconut, carrot, juniper, chamomile, and lavender. Oh my god, that is right up my alley. <laughs> it Sounds was so good. Fantastic. We will take you guys here whenever you next come to visit. <laughs> but just a lot of really great, really interesting beers. I cannot find the name of it because they apparently have changed their taps since last weekend, but they also have an amazing um chocolate and coffee porter with added um chilies to it so it's like it's oh, got yeah. some heat to it which i love i i have a very weird sense of taste okay so no, that's a that's a thing that's that a might thing actually sure. get me to enjoy a porter is getting some yeah. pepper notes in there to cut through the coffee tones mm -hmm. totally yeah Chris, you might that, like this was that your first time having like the lactose added beers I think it was my first time with the lactose added beers. They're really interesting. If if the brewery knows what they're doing, which it sounds like this one did, um, they can really make things, you know, that the like creaminess um, balance on some of those more sour beers are so it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really. It fascinating, interesting and fascinating is ab absolutely the word because it did. It brought that balance to it that. And I like a good sour, but it like it made it like a very wholesome beer in a way. Yeah, you can really get like you can go really sour if you're adding lactose to it. And then you get like a really, you know, rich, like deep flavor that otherwise would probably like blow some people, you know, yeah. away from getting that sour if it was too sour. But I feel like I like it when they you know, folks do a good job with the lactose. I think it makes really, really interesting beer. Yeah, it really was. Oh, and the stout, I find I found it on Untapped. It was called the El Jefe Caliente. An imperial <laughs> stout with cinnamon, coffee, and chili peppers. Mm, that sounds so good. <laughs> it was it was great. It would highly recommend if anybody has four noses in their area. That's amazing. I'm gonna keep I'll have to look to see one. if we have it anywhere, because we might. It might be hiding somewhere at some place. Um, it's really funny because I, I learned about it because I was playing a Star Wars tabletop game with this guy who was a um, 
uh, just kind of get kind of a not not the nicest guy very uh very uh disney ruined star wars blah you know that type <laughs> um spent, spent a lot of time complaining about shit and not paying attention to the game which was annoying because i wanted to leave um but he brought <laughs> four noses and he like brought the the el jefe he brought a couple of the ambers and then he was like yeah it's like right nearby and so i was like cool this is easily the most value you're ever going to add to my life <laughs> <laughs> no that's hard sounds sounds like a horrible guy except for he brings beer places <laughs> yeah horrible guy good taste in beer happens to the best of us <laughs> It's so real. Um, speaking of uh, something, um, I went, so Great it's segue. like wine season for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wine season for me. I, f- I tend to drink a ton more wine in uh, this part of the year because it's such a food heavy season. I feel like if I drink beer, then it's like carbo loading before I get to the big meal. So, um, but I did pick up two beers um one of which i've had but i think they've changed it they changed it to a seasonal and another one that i haven't had so oh and i also went to hawaii and i don't want to shit talk the beer in hawaii but it's not the best beer that exists um but i wanted to give a shout out like i was a bad person for not liking the beer i've had from hawaii it's bad (laughs) it's It's not great I mean, but it's it's definitely coming along. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Inu Island Ales. So we were on Oahu and, and it was our first time in Hawaii. But um, Quinn found it. My partner found this place because he knows I like to just go to the weird industrial areas and see what like little breweries are there because that's usually the easiest um, like licensing and zoning to get. So it's a lot of like newer breweries and stuff like that. Um and they were super great guys in there. The the beer is definitely coming along. Um, but we had some really interesting hazies and they had um, some really cool stouts and stuff that, that they were doing. So I think they're going to be I think they're going to be really good. I think they have space, um, but they were in like a little industrial park. So it was uh, it was cool. It was just cool to talk to locals. And um, it holds true that people who hang out at breweries are kind of the best people that you're going to meet when you're traveling. Um, so I, I always love to see that they're super nice guys and they gave us a lot of good recommendations for food and booze and stuff. So it's always great. Um, uh, unsurprisingly, I'm drinking a Fort George beer and a Breakside beer, which are probably my two favorite breweries in Oregon. Um, but the magnanimous IPA is back by Fort George. Um, so this is a seasonal one. Um, it's an IPA that they brew with grand fur tips. So they like literally chop off parts of like fir trees um, and they do this in collaboration with Earth and Sky Farm, which is, I think, where they get the get the trees from. And that's an Oregon city. Um, but this comes in at seven percent um, and it really uh, the fir really brings out like the weedy, dank flavor of the hops. So it's pretty clear it's not hazy it's like it's a pretty refined unfiltered beer um i'm gonna try a bit of it but yeah it's um it's really dank um chris you would hate it (laughs) it's an ipa that you would not like (laughs) i i i have come to i I respect (laughs) ipas i respect the execution i can recognize a good one when i taste it but i do not like them 
<laughs> that's fine. Um, you might like this other one. So this Breakside, as usual, is doing cool shit. Um, but they're doing a Seeker IPA series right now, and I'm drinking the first one. I think they're coming out with four of them. I think it's like one a month um, through February uh, or something like that. Um, but right now, I'm, I have to look at the bottom of the can to make sure I am reading it right, because I think they're all going in the same cool can. Um, so this is the hop delivery mechanism is what it's called. Um, it's the hop delivery mechanism double IPA. Um, hop delivery mechanism. Sounds like something That's I would amazing. like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stay with me, though, Chris. So I'm going to I'll tell you what the. I'll tell you what the description is, and I think you actually will would like this. So this this is a lot more of like a hazy, um, okay. But and it's only eight and a half percent, which isn't very big for a Northwest style double IPA. Um, so it says it bridges the world between hazy and non-hazy IPAs, classic hop varietals, and newfangled ones. Originally developed at Deacon Pub in 2015, which is the one right by my house, actually. Um, it's a double dry hop. It's double dry hopped with Azaka and Citra, while the SoCal Trinity of Amarillo, Simcoe, and Columbus anchor down the kettle and whirlpool. Ooh, the intense hop character comes across build. as <laughs> the intense hop character comes across as juicy and dank, with big notes of orange, marmalade, mango, and Fruit Loops. Okay, you got me on Fruit Loops. I'm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's way easy drinking for being eight and a half percent um and it's just kind of like sweet and approachable i think it's super well balanced which is not surprising breakside does a really good job of even with like these experimental beers just making sure it tastes good which i think you know rightfully so a lot of pacific northwest breweries can get dinged for not thinking about what tastes good as funny as that sounds um but it's really good i i'm enjoying it so i'm glad i picked it up that hop but build yeah. sounds delicious that does right? sound i would at least try that beer yeah it is hoppy i mean it's the hop delivery mechanism but i think it's more that um i think what what is there five or six hops in there it's it's a lot of different well, hops. There, there are five oh. or six really complimentary hops, and it's not one of yeah. the it's not one of those hop builds that are like, okay, I'm gonna strangle you with hops. No, it is really like fruity. I mean, it's definitely an IPA. It tastes like an IPA, um, but it's fruity and well balanced, and you it, marmalade and Fruit Loops is a, is a great <laughs> descriptor. <laughs> so I'm not surprised they they picked that. But cool. Um, so that's what I've been drinking. <laughs> what I picked up right before this. Um, do we have to do sports year in review? What a fucking garbage fire this year was. <laughs> I mean, if we all have to suffer together, because I know all of us have had ups and downs as far as sports goes. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing I'm already drinking, to be perfectly <laughs> yep. honest. I'm going to pour another one here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll go first. Uh, the Seattle Mariners. They started great for about three weeks, and then they became the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I root for the fucking Cleveland Browns of baseball. Just you kind of do. God damn! Why do I still do this to myself? Well, Seattle's not Cleveland though, so you have that going for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not Cleveland. But man, God I, fucking I just keep damn the Mariners. 
I keep sip, sipping this magnanimous IPA and it just tastes like weed. It really does. <laughs> it's good, but it just tastes like weed. And it, I just keep forgetting. And then because I have both open right now and one of them is so well balanced and juicy and one of them just tastes like weed and trees. Sorry. <laughs> one of not them to is, interrupt you. One but of them I, is super I just had balanced, of it, finely just... crafted beer and the other one tastes like weed. Well, yeah. I mean, it's good, but it tastes like weed. <laughs> I I mean like yeah it works, <laughs> but yeah um, the all Seattle right. Mariners football are the Seattle Mariners is happening football also, right football's happening the Seahawks are ten and two they look playoff bound maybe a number one seed the NFL is still a fucking shit show Russell Wilson looks good he does look and good he is still just an absolute robotic dork but he, he looks is. good he seems like a good guy like every time they have him mic'd up um. He's always like being super encouraging. He's Pete Carroll's a nine eleven truther, but <laughs> yeah, Pete Carroll's a nine eleven truther. Pete, yeah, Pete yeah. Carroll is bonkers. <laughs> Pete Carroll is <laughs> Pete Carroll. I think is the is the kind of guy who would regularly call into like Art Bell's Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Russell Wilson's great. Even though he's got big dad energy on the sidelines, I guess. He, sh- he sure does. It's so, it's, it will never not be weird that he's married to Sierra. <laughs> I know. It's really, it's, it's just, really weird and funny and I love it. I, yeah. I can't even begin to explain that. Like, <laughs> like Russell Wilson like, might be the most dull player in the NFL personality wise. <laughs> I don't know. Who's that guy with all the kids? You're gonna need to be more specific. No, the one that has like a a ton ton. Doesn't he play for Denver now? Fuck. I'll look it up. Keep going. I mean, Russell Wilson is more bland than your average offensive lineman. He's super bland. Yeah, you can tell this beer is hitting me a little bit. I literally just, I literally just Googled quarterback with all the kids. Um, <laughs> Phil Rivers, he does not play for Denver. He plays for the Chargers. Wait, Phil he Rivers has, like a, has a bunch of kids? Yeah, he has. Oh, so, yeah, he does. He's got like, they, what is he got? So like seven kids? They just had their ninth kid what Jesus. in October. Fuck? They're still going. He's, I think he's one of those like quiverful people. Is he like is it, going that, for a Duggar thing post career? I don't know. It's, is that like? Is that how he gets his power? Does he like drain power from his children, <laughs> and that's know. how he's still playing football at like age seven? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember being so a child. Kids. I remember being a child and watching Phil Rivers on TV and being like, "That guy looks old." No. Well, yeah, he's he. He's not that old. I mean, he's not old. Let's keep it 100. But he looked um, ancient when he was a rookie. Yeah, he he has that face. Yeah, of true. A he's, guy he's who looks that, older than he is. He's got that Peyton Manning, very old man energy. <laughs> <laughs> so true that he does. Anyway, sorry. I I do. You know what? I just love Russell Wilson's dad energy, though. I mean, okay. He's no one embodies big dad energy in the NFL, I think, like Russell Wilson does. Just constant <laughs> sideline encouragement, puns, <laughs> bad jokes, and even after scoring a touchdown, he just runs up to the receivers like, all right, good job, buddy, good job. It's like, good job, buddy. All right, <laughs> Russ, okay. 
There, there he's was. Just, he is. He is just happy to be here, man. <laughs> he he is. really is. He was mic'd up on Monday Night Football, and yeah. wow, a lot of dad energy. A ton of dad <laughs> energy it makes me happy, especially considering what energy he could have as an NFL player. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <sighs> and nothing happened in soccer. I mean, some things <laughs> happened in soccer, like the Sounders. They they started great. Everyone got hurt or was otherwise called up to the national teams. The summer sucked. Then they got good again. Uh, then they beat LAFC at LAFC 3-1. to And then they got revenge on Toronto FC and won the MLS Cup. And I'm happy. Never heard of it. <laughs> Fuck Seattle. <laughs> That's gr- I'm very happy for you. That's great. Cheers. i literally can't say anything nice (laughs) Uh, that's good chris do you want to talk about how much you uh hate the dodgers or brian sorry did you have anything else to to say about 2019 in sports i mean i could go into a 30 minute rant about the state of the seattle mariners but i don't think anyone wants that right now Listen, it's a rebuilding year again. It's been a rebuilding year since 2000-fucking-1. <laughs> Can they just turn them into a basketball team? I would. That's t- what everyone wants. I would take that. Like, seriously, contract just- the fucking Mariners. They don't deserve continued existence. It makes me so sad that Felix Hernandez spent his entire career in a rebuilding year. Yep. One of the best pitchers in the game, and then his arm fell off, and he's got nothing to show for it. Yep. Just God damn it. Ugh, it's brutal. Although, would you rather have... See, this is, this is always my question with, with sports teams. Would you rather have a team that you know is not going to go anywhere, and you can just enjoy the ride, and you're never disappointed? Or a team that lets you down every single year. Ugh, I feel like even if teams are bad, it still happens that you get excited about stuff. And then it's really sad. I have to admit, the Seattle Mariners have calibrated my expectations for sports to such a low degree that any amount of success any team I have has feels magnitudes better. Just that is, see, that is magnitudes I better. Up, I, I, my like sports coming of age was the 2000 through 2002 Lakers. So I don't have that. <laughs> my, must, my life must be so hard it. for you, Chris. I mean, can uh. we just say it? Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> Fuck the Lakers. Uh, that was fun times. You know, it's not fun times. The Dodgers. The Dodgers have won their sad. division seven years in a row. Seven years in a row. Never they won, won the like World 900 Series. games this year. They won 104 games <laughs> and went out in the first round. Do you know how hard that is? Nobody even got hurt. It was not a hurt issue. They just lost. It was. Uh, I don't know. So What's it brutal. like winning the most games ever in a major league season and not even getting to the World Series? It's it's, it's bad. It's the worst. <laughs> It's it's, so yeah, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. As of this moment, they have not signed any major free agents. They should, 
I don't expect them to because ownership likes to have money but not to spend it. And um, all of Major so League Baseball appears to be colluding against free agents. Oh, there's it, people who watch baseball get it in this season because we're going to miss an entire season. Uh, there there's is no, no way we mind. avoid a work stoppage. We it's, love lockouts. It's going to be we long, don't. <laughs> it's going to be a long work stoppage, too, because the owners want to break the union and the players are all getting the shit end of the stick. And I think these past two years of free agency have really set the tone. Like, honestly, it was so stupid of the owners to collude these past two years and not just wait to, like, get a favorable contract and then start colluding. But now the players are all pissed. Like, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado barely even got signed by the start of last season. Who the hell knows when Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg and Garrett Cole and all them are going to get signed this season because of all the same bullshit. And like the like the players are going to not just strike but it is going to be historic i think and I mean, so in addition to the free agency bullshit where great players are just sitting on the market until spring training you've also mm-hmm. got just all this service time manipulation and players who can't hit free agency until they're past their peak years because of it it's going to be a disaster and i don't blame the players union at all if they decide, nope, walk out. Nope, not at all. And it's Baseball's it's funny. Baseball's very there's, broken. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's a single thing, they, one single thing that I like about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and that's, that's, not, I'm, that's not true. I'm not a Republican. There's, <laughs> there's many things that I like in his policies. I just don't like him. But one thing I do like about him <laughs> is he is bizarrely passionate about minor league baseball. And he is like on the warpath right now because... MLB has like a plan to contract, I think, like 41 minor league teams. It's a and it's a huge percentage of the minor league teams. Yeah, it's basically they want to like cut like I think it's almost like 20 percent of the teams. It's wild. They essentially want to cut a level. And that and Bernie Sanders is like raging against them and like giving interviews to like local L.A. Times beat reporters. I read that one today. (laughs) It's very bizarre. Uh, So, you know. One in a row, Bernie. Way to go. But so it's baseball is just a mess right now. It is. Professional sports are very broken also. Like I I, I, I am. De- I definitely came from the sabermetrician school of baseball fans. But I feel yes, like we're kind of seeing um, efficiency run amok and how it's fucking over players and communities and teams and yeah, there's going to be a stoppage and it ain't going to be pretty. It absolutely it's it's tech bro mentality combined with baseball attitudes. I mean, we, we have a question later from a listener in which we'll dive more into this, but tech bro mentality. That's absolutely right. Yeah, 100 percent. And like it's the. It's the don't care about the worker mentality, because there's nothing that says that efficiency inherently has to screw people over. And yet that's what they're choosing to do. Like that is a management tactic to screw over the tiny, the not tiny players, the lower level <laughs> players, the role players, the, you know, the everyday players. guys, the fan favorites. But like there's absolutely no reason financially. There's no reason from a rule standpoint why they can't a pay minor league baseball players a minimum wage because they currently don't do that. 
like minor league baseball players get paid worse than like day laborers. It's bizarre. And furthermore, to increase the minimum, but to make it livable for players who are either going back and forth between the minors and the majors or just people who are low level rookies, people who are still in arbitration, the money is there. It is not a scarcity issue, but baseball just loves to hoard it. Sorry, wow, I have got... nobody to get on my baseball high horse about. So, like, this was this is my venue. Turn into a baseball podcast, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I feel like we need to start a baseball podcast. And boy, this got a very seize the means of production here, but I don't mind it. Right? <laughs> it's fine. Um, Chris, do you want to talk about basketball? So, so I said I grew up on the Lakers, and they're good. Okay, the Lakers are the like the least not likable they have been in so long right now, which it's is weird. A, yeah, it's a it, weird. It is moment. weird. It's a, and I like I like LeBron. <laughs> I have come around on LeBron. I as as a as a younger person who didn't understand the world, LeBron and also was a Kobe Bryant fan, which again didn't understand the world. Uh, <laughs> I did not like LeBron. He has grown on me both as a player and a person. Um, it's weird. So it's, I have this very strange relationship with the Lakers right now, though, because I'm somebody who, you know, like I said, I grew up on the, the 2000 team and even though they had, you know, these mega stars who they signed, they had Shaquille O'Neal, they had Kobe Bryant, all that stuff. They still had their, you know, their guys who they developed. They had, you know, your Rick Fox, your Derek Fisher. You know, your guys who you kind of like knew and grew up with and liked. And then when they had their other run in uh, 2009, 2010, it was the same deal. They still they had um, Derek Fisher again. Ironically, they had Sasha Vujicic. They had um, Shannon Brown. They had all these young guys who you kind of like knew growing up and you like got to know them. And so that kind of is how I grew up on sports. Like I'm a very like follow follow players through the minors and like root for them kind of guy. And so the Lakers, they're good right now, but they're not really that interesting to me because they have like a single player who was left from last year's team. And so it's it's a very weird time to be a Laker fan. It's a good time to be a Laker fan because they're really good, but it's weird to be. I'm going to like the holidays are coming up. I'm going to watch a little more Lakers basketball, see if I can get more into it. But it's it's fun, but it's weird. Yay. Hey, college basketball is also happening. College Which. basketball is happening is exactly the way to describe George Washington <laughs> University. <laughs> they're not they're not winning a ton. They're not losing a ton. It's just happening. Uh, the only thing I know about uh, college basketball at this point is, oh, damn it. Who's the guy who calls the NCAA tournament who has all the frickins noteworthy quotes for the soundboard gus johnson yes oh yeah classic <clears throat> yeah i'm that's, i'm tuning in mostly good. for gus johnson <laughs> that's great um yes colorado is good though yeah colorado's 20 number 20 in the country i think um yeah. we are this weekend gonna buy some tickets to a game so that should be fun hell yeah um I'm sad that college football is ending. Speaking of college, the Pac-12 
season ender game what is it called the championship is happening right now while we are recording um and oregon is up 20 to nothing over utah so that's happening um (laughs) sorry spoiler alert for anyone who is listening to this (laughs) anyone anyone who taped the game (laughs) anyone who taped the game um (laughs) but should i put a delay on when i post this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> college football and the nfl continue to be problematic but i god i fucking love college football it's such a chaotic mess um i don't I really love it more than i usually do because alabama <laughs> sucks yeah i love rooting for chaos it makes me very happy um what else ha- is happening um i need to start watching well it's about to be christmas i'm usually pretty good about watching basketball but i haven't been i've been very checked out because the blazers got carmelo anthony and got rid of a bunch of people which like isn't totally when you were talking earlier about like is it better to have very low expectations because your team is a dumpster fire I just think about the middling, the extremely middling Portland Trailblazers and how they just throw fucking spaghetti at the wall because they don't have people don't want to come necessarily play in Portland. Um, So, you know, we do things like sign mellow for some reason. Um, Apparently he's playing pretty well. I don't know. It's just I I just get happy when we make it to the playoffs because I never feel like we should make it to the playoffs, but I also feel like we're never going to win the championship again. So, yay, I guess. Obligatory. <laughs> At least you have a basketball team. <sighs> yes, correct. <laughs> um, uh, since Brian is happy about the Sounders, I get to remind everybody that uh, in 2015, on this day, that Portland Timbers won the MLS Cup in columbus <laughs> so that was cool it was cool though i saw a ton of tweets from a, a lot of people i know were were there and um i'm looking to my right and i'm looking at my my framed newspaper from the oregonian from from the day after so it is very cool i just soccer is something um i am never gonna get forget the double post <laughs> penalty save that got you into that final i know i know i was there i was at the game were you (laughs) yeah i went to i think i went to every home playoff game the timbers had that season it was amazing i I cried at all of them it was very funny because we were we had no business going to the mls cup so you know everything had to go right for us and it did well um definitely happy anniversary (laughs) to that we still have more than you do thank you um (laughs) Speaking of soccer, uh, see, I'm going to end on a high note for once in my life. Um, Man United is looking less bad, but still bad. That's They're ending on a table. high note? No, no, no. I was leaving the one good thing that I had from this year for last, which is that the women won the World Cup. Okay. <laughs> Yay, women's soccer. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that was me ending on a high note, see? <laughs> I mean, that's that a pretty damn good high note to end on. I know. Fuck yeah. And Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe are together. They're the greatest power couple ever. I love them so much. Just bless. Look at us go. Bless. Should we? Uh, should we do more? Should we go back to beer now? Yeah, let's go back to beer. Should we make a beer? Yeah, this is technically Star Wars and beer. I need you guys. So we're supposed to. Do, this is supposed to be holiday special themed, right? So have That's either what we of promised? you two ever watched the Star Wars holiday special? No. So I need someone to explain it to me. 
<laughs> Ooh, all right. So, Brian, let me do this first. Okay. And then, like, somebody who, like, <laughs> did not really, like, know, like, hadn't seen. Uh-oh. I think we're losing you, Chris. I know. We are losing him. Hold on. I can't. It's not just you. Uh-oh. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, had some internet issues. Uh, Chris, you were going to talk about the holiday special. I am. So I, I don't know how much of this made it into the last recording, but I only saw the holiday special about a year ago. It is a very much a product of the 70s. <laughs> That's an understatement. Um, but it is essentially a old style variety show. Oh my god. Starring the contractually obligated Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher. It is very bad. And when I say very bad, you're thinking, oh my god, it's the three Star Wars stars. Like I want How bad could it be? How bad bad could it be? I want to watch this and laugh at it. No. (laughs) It is past the point of laughing at. It is like it's not like, you know, I think the room is a, a cultural touchstone that our generation is familiar with as like a very bad movie that people <laughs> like to get together and laugh at. Yes. It is not that. It is terrible. It is painfully bad. It is unpleasant to view. So, and and honestly, I don't even know how to describe it more than that because it doesn't have a plot. It doesn't have any like defining moments as a piece of television other than that it is like star wars but like only the actors are real quality and they very clearly don't want to be there and everything else is low budget as shit sounds compelling like still sorry so (laughs) here here's a big reason why i think boba fett is shit he was introduced in the holiday special. Oh, no. Riding a dinosaur. Yep. Riding oh, no. a dinosaur. And in this animated feature in which Han Solo, for some fucking reason, looks like Keith Richards. Oh, no. This whole goddamn thing is a disaster. Uh, and one of the... I don't know why, but every time someone says holiday special, my... Brain immediately goes to Luke Skywalker is wearing guy liner. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I still might have to watch it. I don't there's know. Like a, there's a we'll solid see. like five minute sequence of Chewbacca's Wookiee grandfather watching porn. It's very weird. What? That is not an exaggeration either. <laughs> okay. Well, we have like a lot of really good weed that we got delivered to our house because <laughs> the Pacific Northwest is a wonderland. Okay, so I'm going to so. recommend that you watch this with weed over what I did, yes. which was watch <laughs> it with rum because yes. I kept going back to it because it was so fucking weird and I was trashed at the end. Perfect. Okay, so I just can't be sober. Good to know. I, I don't think there's any way to get through this sober. Okay, okay. Yeah, no question. I'm with you. I'm with you. So is yeah. this on? Is this somewhere to watch? So are, let's just say that if you're aware of places to get <laughs> content that's maybe less than you know legally distributed, it may or it may. Find it. it's findable. Allegedly, 
it is it is Got difficult it. though. George Lucas famously said that like somebody like once asked him like if there was anything he could change about Star Wars, what would it be? And he famously said, if I could find every copy of the holiday special and burn it, I would do that. <laughs> oh that's just Okay. Good to know. Just, Wait, so now we're gonna brew a beer that is somehow holiday special related. So, so what does that mean? So what this means to me is we need to try and brew a beer that is batshit crazy and is going to fall in either one of two camps. We'll only find out when we brew it. It's either going to be fucking terrible or somehow uh, amazing despite our worst efforts. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. I think that's great. Um, Do, do we let Chris pick stuff? I mean, we or can. We, or is it a group effort? I, I think this is going to be a group effort. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I can take all the pressure of doing a holiday special beer. That's too much. <laughs> oh, wait, what, you don't want to shoulder the burden of this one? You know, it's a, it's a lot of expectation on my shoulders, and I don't think I can handle it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right, Brian, tell the people about the Pico Brew uh, freestyle. Okay, thing so that we'll used to do this Pico Brew, uh, Pico Brew. We all have the Pico C system. Actually, I've been meaning to ask you two: Have you actually set up your Pico Brews? Sure, of haven't. Not. Absolutely, have not. Okay, so neither of <laughs> you have used it yet. I'm the only person who has used it. Okay, we have. At least we have them. You, you Maybe do I'll have them. This. I Maybe ran mine through the cleaning cycle. One. What do I have to do to convince you two to actually use these things? You know, it, take I away just my anxiety place. and convince me I'm not going to break it. You're um, not going to yeah. break it. If <laughs> I haven't broken it, no one's going to break it. I don't think I'm going to break mine. I just need to set it up. It's somehow it's fallen into the category of mailing things, which I'm also terrible at. But this produces <laughs> beer. I know. I do love beer. Um, I'm, I legitimately, I am going to try and set it up this weekend or get something going this weekend. I have, I have Pico packs. I have everything I need. I just need to actually do it. Okay. Well, yes, well, I, do it. I'm going to harp on you to do it. Otherwise I'm going to mock you incessantly on Twitter. You know what? Slide. I think Excellent. we also have a Pico pack. I think Miranda ordered it. So maybe we'll do it this weekend. Also. Excellent. I will mock you pack. both incessantly if you don't do it this weekend. Okay, cool. Right. Okay. And Great. I think I'm here for Christmas and Miranda's here for Christmas, so that's a great reason to do it. Excellent. Okay. I'm going anywhere. In any case, uh if you haven't listened to us before, we use a we use uh Pico Brew's uh homebrew system. Nice self-contained uh countertop appliance system where that you can use to brew beer. Uh we can build our hops and our grain uh loadout. Uh, Pico Brew will ship you some really nice packs that you can throw into your Pico Brew and make beer. And that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, so we're we we're going to hop into Pico Brew's freestyle Pico Pack Crafter and figure did you out get it. Hop into hop. Did you, did you get that? Uh, 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 hop into? There we go. There we go. Uh, I'm Russell Wilson. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm seven days away from uh <laughs> listeners if you're not from aware. Being able to make uh, every bad joke you've ever wanted. Yeah, if you're not aware, listeners, I'm seven days away from being a dad. Hooray! I'm excited. I really am excited. I really am excited. 
there's just all the residual terror that comes with it. Uh, in any case, back to beer. Um, so we can choose from several different beer styles here. And kind of the goal for this one is going to be, uh, what is the most holiday special beer we can make, which is, I think, going to be, what's the most batshit crazy beer we can make? So we've got some things here. Imperial Stout, American IPA, American Pale Ale, American Porter, American Amber, American Lager, uh, Saison, a Vice Beer, a California Common, or a Hazy. What? So I say saison because that's like the catch-all for weird shit. Yeah, saison can go in very many fucking weird directions. I feel it's like also, it's the catch-all for the things that don't fall into the other categories. Like if you can't figure out what to call it, it's like yeah, it's a saison. We did it with Belgian yeast. It's uh, a, whatever. It's <laughs> a farmhouse beer. Yeah, it's a farmhouse. Sure. It's we also, just, you know, a lot of holiday beers, you know, you get all those spices in there. You get some holiday saisons. So it's perfect. True. Speaking so of spices, true. I've got ideas for that. Okay. Stay tuned. Ideas okay. are bad. <laughs> <laughs> we don't support ideas in we the Tashi Station Radio Network. On the, on the Tashi Station Brew House. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to go with the saison as the base recipe. Uh, the base recipe uh, includes Wilt, Pilsner, Wheat Malt, and Vienna Malt. Um, so yeah, hoppy, deep golden saison, medium body at this point, with some citrus, floral, and herb notes. So let's talk a little more about the holiday special. The holiday special takes part... It, a large part of it takes place in Kashyyyk. Sure. So gigantic evergreen trees. Yay! With Wookiees and shit. <laughs> and Allegedly, weirdly, yes. B. Arthur for some reason. <laughs> oh my god. It's 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 very weird, Kristen. <laughs> I know. See, but you guys are just making me want to watch it more. So it's not good. There is an episode of TSR in which Nancy and I watch this, and I, I said it. <laughs> okay. We get progressively drunker trying to get through it. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. It's the only way to get through it. <laughs> okay, so what are you suggesting we add grain-wise for these big twees? <sighs> so... <sighs> this is kind of... We've got Pilsner Wheat Malt and Vienna Malt. How do we make this fucking weird, though? <laughs> I mean, we could put IPA, some sort of IPA grain in it. So, two row? Some uh, two yeah. row pale? Sure. Does it let us do that? It it sure does. <laughs> so, I'm adding right now 24 ounces of two row pale to this. So we now have a chewy, high-strength saison. This amber-balanced beer features flavors of citrus, floral, and herb. This sounds okay. like a travesty. Sure. We've got Pilsner, <laughs> wheat malt, Vienna malt, and two-row pale. You know what? I actually want to make this a little weirder. I'm going to dump some Crystal 120 in there. Sure. 
Can somebody? So I was. I've been wondering this. What is Crystal one twenty and twenty and sixty and all these options that are here on the Pico Brew Crafter? So Crystal, the uh, various Crystal malts are kind of ways to modify the SRM a little more than the flavor. So to make it a darker looking beer than anything else. So, um, uh, the, the various numbers on the crystal kind of corresponds to just how strong it is. So crystal 120 is, uh, gotcha. that's going to get you the most bang for your crystal buck. So, yeah, it's one of the, it's a traditional British malt though. So it's not like it's some off the wall IPA shit, but it is, you you end up seeing it a lot in IPAs now with all of these like different crystal varieties. Yeah. So, but it is one of the traditional like British beer color malts. They just ended up making a lot more varietals of it when yeah, so I, I, IPA brewers started yeah. and pale ale brewers started using it. And I've got friends that use crystal malt a lot to like. Okay, I want to hit the certain color. So I'm just going to use a yep. little bit of crystal to get there. And SRM, if you're not familiar with, is um, denotes the color of the beer. So uh, right now we're at an SRM of 14. And um, so I've got 32 ounces of Pilsner, 8 ounces of wheat malt, 24 ounces of Vienna malt, 20 ounces of two-row pale, 3 ounces of crystal 120. So we're at an SRM of 14. It's kind of an amberish right now. Do we want to figure out a way to adjust this to go darker or are we good there? I don't know. I don't know if this will make it darker, not knowing the chemistry behind this, but I can think of a way to make it even weirder. Oh, Let's throw some chocolate malt in there. Sure. Chocolate malt. Okay. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a little bit of the Pilsner out. Makes sense. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we just up jumped up. I, I took oh some god. pilsner out. I jumped. I threw in three ounces of chocolate malt, and we jumped up to an SRM of twenty nine. And it yep. looks like a darkish ale now. Yeah, a weird saison. <laughs> this is fucking bizarre, and I kind of love it. Okay. I think we might be good on grains. So, so what does it look like right now, Brian, as far as the descriptor that they give us? Flavors of citrus, floral, and herb highlight this strong, dark brown saison that is very full-bodied and balanced. That and is, what are there we are so many damn contradictions in there. Does, does yours say full-bodied? Because mine says, quote, thick and balanced. <laughs> which... I feel like if we had to describe the holiday special in just two completely unrelated adjectives, thick, thick and, and balanced. balanced is not a bad way to do that. <laughs> okay, so what's your – the grain build out I have right now is 28 ounces of Pilsner, mm -hmm. 8 ounces of uh, wheat malt. Yes. 24 ounces of Vienna malt. Mm -hmm. 20 ounces of two-row pale. Mm -hmm. Three ounces of Crystal 120. And three ounces of chocolate malt. Chocolate. Yep, that's what I got. Perfect. Great. So the <laughs> freestyle Pico Packer pack builders drunk. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it usually does say different things for all of us. I think it's just what they do. Um, is it 8.1 ABV? Does that sound right? That is exactly oh my, right. I did not yeah. look at the ABV yet. Yeah, it is 8.1. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, we have a shit fuck ton of grains in there. So. Which is exactly what you need to get through the holiday special, friends. Te- technically speaking. Okay, so we're at 8.1 ABV, 25 IBU, so it's not an overly bitter beer. Uh, And uh, 29 on SRM. Love it. All right. We're already well. Should we move into Chris's least favorite thing? The the hops. hops. Yes. Wow, just, this beer is already on the path to being one of those. This is either amazing or the worst thing ever. Yeah, that it's funny because that often happens when I'm on the pod. Funnily enough, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that any pod you're on? Yes. What? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the base recipe for this uh, uses just summit and saz as the bittering flavors and aromas. Um, hang on one second. Let me pull up our handy dandy ingredient sheet here so hey show me the tabs there's the tabs so again holiday special and we're on kashik here i think we might need to get some cascade in there Works for me. Cascade, strong, spicy, floral, a little bit of a grapefruit character. I think Sierra Nevada, but mostly I'm just going for the name. Cascade, Cascade Mountains, you know. Mm -hmm. Are we going bittering, flavor, aroma with the Cascade? I kind of want to go flavor on this. Get some piney notes in there. I'm with you. Let's do it. So I'm going to add I'm going to take an uh, 0.1 ounces away from the Saz and add 0.2 ounces of the Cascade in there. Cool. And what this tells me now is we're at a viscous robust saison. No kidding. Can't you see the grain build? Uh, this dark brown balanced <laughs> beer features flavors of citrus, floral, and spice. Hey, it still has the word balanced in there. I'm into it. I, I am too. Like we're, we're like the fucking gray Jedi of this beer. <laughs> <sighs> fucking gray Jedi. It's not a Heavy thing. <laughs> okay, do we want to make any more changes to like the initial hop build out here? Hmm. Chris, I always want to hear your opinions on what you want the hops to be because you hate them. So yeah, fair, fair point. Uh, but so they're an ingredient in beer. So let me review for myself the difference between the hops. <laughs> so to me, I like that we've got the cascade in there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I am a fan of cascade hops. That's one of the few things that I actually understand about hops. Um, looking at our other options here. Are you perhaps looking for something to maybe sweeten it a little bit? Let's, let's say yes. Let's say I am. So I would say then we should try and figure out some way to work Amarillo in there. Okay. 
That's... So I would say, I mean, what we have the most of right now are summit hops. What we yeah. have, what the default was, was 0.4 ounces of summit in and as our only bittering hops. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe if we, I don't know, do you do you want to add it instead of summit, or do you want to get rid of some of the saz? I mean, I I like saz because saz is saz for me is just a nice all around hop to put into a beer. What I think we should do is take away some of the summit from the bittering and put some amarillo mm-hmm. in there. All right, let's do it as bittering. Okay, so I'm actually gonna go even splits with the summit and the amarillo on the bittering so we're going to do 0.2 ounces of summit on bittering and 0.2 ounces of amarillo on bittering Alrighty. so that should give you a little more of a of a sweet tone in there to go with all of our piney earthy tones perfect and for those keeping score at home my description on the pico brew crafter has gone from thick and balanced to hefty and balanced <laughs> hefty 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 yeah i don't understand what they do but i love that all of ours are always different despite the fact we're using all of the same ingredients yep all i it's know like a though, very weird ai generator <laughs> i know it's very funny we fed this beer into a neural network <laughs> uh but looking at our Looking at our numbers for this, though, uh, we're at 8.1 ABV right now, 25 IBU, 29 SRM. I hate to say it, but our joke of a beer actually kind of looks interesting. It sounds... I would drink it. I I would, too. Uh, Like, this definitely isn't a Saison anymore, I don't think. It's something. (laughs) It's something. Although, it absolutely fits in the Saison, because Saison can be anything you want. This is true. Like... Saison, you might have one idea in your head of what a Saison is, but like the farmhouse beer is a catch all for we have these fucking hops and grains and we're going to do something ingredients. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Okay, so I kind of like our hops build out now. Everyone good with this? I'm good. Let's roll with it. Okay. So the yeast they're going to send us for this is a Belle Saison. Uh, so that's going to give us that kind of soury, farmhousey taste in the beer. Um, and I, I will remind everyone that if you're using the Pico C to make this, um, do not pitch the whole packet of yeast. Just use one. Uh, just use one teaspoon out of this uh, because the whole packet is designed for the five gallon. Uh, brewers. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Whole packet for five gallons. Uh, this is, this is not five gallons. Just one teaspoon gets you to where you need to be. Otherwise your beer is going to taste off. It's a great dad reminder. Hey, I, I, I'm here for you. The more, you know, uh, so <laughs> we do have this dry hops phase. So, um, how this works, uh, if you haven't, run with this before is uh, three days into your fermentation process uh, with the Pico, you will open up your fermentation um, or you'll open up your uh, brew keg and then you will throw the dry hops, uh, the dry hops packs into it, close it up and let the brew finish. 
So we can add some additional things here to augment the taste of the the uh, hoppy taste of the beer. So we can add more of these hops. So is there one direction or another you all would like to take this? Just to go to just some absurd holiday special extreme. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? I feel like looking at looking at this handy ingredient sheet from Brian, I feel like if maybe we added some Simcoe hops, get some citrus and pine-like I do, taste and aromas in there. I do like Simcoe. That sounds great to me. Okay, so I'm going to add 0.3 ounces of Simcoe in here just because Simcoe is a, Simcoe is a nice, you know, kind of piney thing that we can throw in there the holidays right um so technically the holidays on kashik <laughs> the holidays on kashik <laughs> with chewy's dad looking at vr porn uh anyway <laughs> a chewy high strength saison a chewy fucking high strength saison i love it <laughs> This dark brown balanced beer features flavors of citrus, floral, and spice. It says Amazing. chewy right in right in the description. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like wrong? I can't mess with this anymore. If it says that right there. Mm -hmm. I love it. Just perfect. Okay. I'm gonna end that right there. Because I think I we think have the perfect, perfect hot mess of a beer. <laughs> except except there's some additional things we can do during the brew process so have either of you seen um dr the uh seen dry hoppers what do you mean so in the brew process uh and if you go to amazon and you uh search like dry hoppers you can buy yourself, like, it, it's a cylinder that is this mesh stainless steel thing that you can oh, throw yes, in, yes. Yeah, you can throw ingredients yep. into. And since we're brewing a holiday beer, I have a thought. For this beer, in addition to everything we're doing here, uh, when you do the dry hop phase uh, a couple days in, in addition to throwing the dry hops in... You also throw this dry hopper in, and you throw it in with some cinnamon, some clove, uh, some nutmeg, and whatever other. Or so, cinnamon, clove, ginger, nutmeg. Some kind of standard winter ale ingredients. So, you get our Frankenstein Saison, but with winter ale spices. I love it. And I have one of these dry hoppers, and I will try it. Love it. So, I think we can probably all agree this beer has no middle ground. It's either going to be really good or the worst thing ever. It's going to be so weird. Regardless. <laughs> So, we only have one thing left. What do we name this horrible <laughs> abomination? 
Um, since we talked about porn so much, can we call it uh, You Know It When You See It, Saison? <laughs> yes. You know and it. You know it when you see it, Saison. When you see it, Saison. <laughs> the one I was thinking of was Luke Skywalker's Guy Liner. Oh, that's good too. I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with either, but I think uh if we're talking about the holiday special, you know it when you see it also applies to that. I, you know what? I I I'm sold on that. We're gonna go with <laughs> you know and you when you see it Saison. <laughs> I love it. I am terrified to brew and try this. But I'm also really excited to prove and try this. Yay. <sighs> Amazing. Oh, okay. That's so good. What a disaster. Fantastic. Shall Can we you finish? I've been double fisting IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> what else would you do on a Friday night? No, I love it. Shall we finish with some listener questions? Let's do it. All right. Kaya's dad asked us, and this is from uh, our Patreon Slack. Would you consider making a cider? I mean, yes, but I don't think we can on the Pico Brew, right? Uh, with the Pico Brew, no. Um, but it's actually not that hard to make a cider. Um, really, all you need is a carboy and one of those giant five-gallon um, just water cooler jugs. Mm. I feel like I should probably do this since I don't have a child coming. <laughs> and I don't know, Chris, do you guys drink cider, though, don't you? Not really. I mean, you know, we will if it's there, but sure. we're not. I wouldn't say we're huge fans. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so I I have to do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, uh, resource wise. It doesn't take much. Um, I, I've I, I had a I had a I've had a few friends who have made ciders and it is the most it's way easier than uh making a beer um mm. especially as far as materials needed go so yeah we'd absolutely consider making one um i'd need to look into okay what are the what is the recipe looks like and what do i actually need to make it but uh that'd be a fun one-off we could do sometime uh, Diana asks, why are the Warriors so bad this season? Okay. Uh, lots of reasons. <laughs> the equilibrium of the universe. Well, no, just like lots of reasons. They changed their team a lot. <laughs> we knew they were going to be bad. Did other people not know they were going to be bad? <laughs> we knew they were going to be bad, but they're like... They're a, yeah, they're fucking they're bad. A very mid two thousands level of bad that we haven't that Warriors fans haven't seen in a while. I'm not surprised. What was the over under? Why am I asking you guys? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, they seem as bad as they were the last time I was paying attention to the NBA when the Sonics existed, and they were really bad then. Yeah, back in the back in the Monte Ellis era, not mm -hmm. not great. Not, not great, great Bob. Bob. Uh, let's I'm checking. See. I think their over unders was forty six and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not great. Mm -mm. I mean, I mean, when you lose Kevin Durant to free agency and Clay Thompson to injury, 
And I think Steph Curry got hurt earlier this year, too, and has been, like, maybe middling healthy. That'll happen. Yeah. I think. Well, the Blazers, so they're 46 and a half, and the Blazers opened at 45 and a half, and the Blazers, I think, are going to win seven more games than them, probably. So, yeah, I guess they're worse than we thought they were going to be. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. That's why they're bad. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Diana also asks, uh, thoughts on the Astros cheating? Oh, God. oh, I have. So speaking of my beloved ba- and hated Dodgers. Your baseball high horse? What? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so uh, for those who follow baseball, you'll know that one of the years the Dodgers did not win the World Series. They lost in game seven to the Houston Astros. Throughout that series, it was known by pretty much everyone. Beat writers. uh Players, fans, pretty much everybody knew that the Astros were stealing signs. And this this offseason, for those who haven't been following it, it has come out that like a, an Astros player from that team in 2017 has said, yeah, we were stealing signs. We had a guy in the outfield with a camera. He was relaying them to the bullpen. Bullpen was making hand signals uh, to the hitter so they knew what was coming. Now, I see stealing signs in and of itself doesn't super bother me like everybody does it everybody does it's really easy to fix you just change the sign like it's like just you fix it it's not that hard that said the brazenness that they with which they did this the fact that they've been lying about it for this long and lying to mlb about it for this long and using technology in ways that they are very explicitly not allowed to do yes the machine learning aspect is concerning (laughs) yeah and also just the fact that the houston astros are just truly a trash organization just absolutely garbage like they for again if you don't follow baseball the houston astros like one of their favorite moves is to pick up players who have quote-unquote depressed value because they're being charged with sexual assault oh roberto osuna yeah love it love to see it and recently during the world series fired one of their assistant gms because during the celebration from the when they won the alcs he got drunk and started screaming at a female reporter about how he was so glad that they got roberto roberto osuna the worst so my feeling on this, regardless of how I feel about stealing signs, even though I hate them because they stole the World Series from us and that's it's like not even close to a question because they had just ridiculous comebacks off good pitchers because they knew the pitches were coming, neither here nor there. Uh, regardless of stealing signs, the Houston Astros should be burned to the ground and salt the earth behind them. They're like, both from a moral implication of it but also because what they did was so against the rules. Regardless of how you feel about stealing signs, it is undoubtedly against the rules. And they have broken the rules more than they have ever been broken before in a way that it swung the World Series. And if I'm MLB, that is not something that you can take lightly. Now, do I, do I, don't, do I seriously think the Astros are going to be like, you know, contracted out of, the, out of MLB? No, obviously not. But... I think we are going to see a punishment for them that we have not seen yet in baseball history. 
I, I definitely agree, just because Major League Baseball is going to want to make an example out of them. Like, it's one thing if you're stealing signs, if you got a runner on second, because let's be honest, that's been happening since baseball has Forever. existed. <laughs> yeah, and then, but, and then you just change the signs and stop complaining. Yeah, but to use a center field camera and then use Ugh. that to relay signs in real time to a hitter, that is just beyond the pale. But, uh, you know, the yeah. Houston Astros are, their GM is one of those McKinsey folks who, mm. uh, you know, just say, fuck, uh, fuck the cost, just optimize, optimize, optimize. Pete Buttigieg. Oh, what? What? Wait, did, did, what? did Luno actually come from McKinsey? He sure did. That's yep. hysterical. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, uh, there's so many levels. There's so many levels to that. It's turtles all the way down. Ugh. And all I'm going to say is the Seattle Mariners finished two games out of uh, a playoff position a couple of years ago, uh, which happened to be uh, when Houston was doing this sign stealing bullshit. So fuck them. Yeah, it's it's really. If 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 you're MLB and you don't come down hard on this, then you're basically saying none of the rules matter. Like, I and I get it. Like, there's probably all sorts of elaborate sign stealing schemes throughout baseball, but no one has been as blatantly obvious about it as the Houston Astros. So you have to drop the hammer on them. Yeah, and like. Are other teams possibly doing this? Probably doing this? Sure. But you know what? The ones that get caught are the ones that get punished. Mm -hmm. And there is, if this were a legal case, there is proof in the form of testimony from former players that this was happening. Testimony in former, former players and a whole bunch of people have gone and looked at games and found corroborating evidence. Absolutely. So... You know, for for you, Darvish, for Clayton Kershaw, for Kenley Jansen, for all their sakes, let's let's blow this team up. Mm hmm. Like, let's do it. What? <laughs> like, uh, honestly, for me, it's a uh, manager should get a year long suspension. Um, general manager should be getting at least a year long suspension or should be looking so at something as bad as a. Uh, those executives in St. Louis a couple of years ago and getting lifetime bans for it. Mm hmm. But yeah, fuck the Astros. I don't think it's going to happen because baseball, but sure. I mean, they, I, they did come down on St. Louis's executives a couple of years ago. Yeah. I could see Luno getting a lifetime suspension. Yeah. Or a lifetime ban only because everybody hates him. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't have friends in the major leagues. I the, could totally see him. I could totally see Major League Baseball using him as a sacrificial lamb and just giving him a lifetime ban. Absolutely. Like Chip Hale, the Astros manager, he's going to be fine. I doubt I doubt they'll even give him a year. They'll probably honestly, they're probably going to pick someone to protect and just be like, he didn't know about it. The players didn't tell him, which is obviously absolute bullshit. But like he's a well-liked guy. You know, maybe he'll get a few months. but. Luno, it would not surprise me, particularly with all the offseason stuff with 
how their front office handled this this issue with the assistant GM who went off yelling at female reporters about sexual assault and the fact that the Astros first released like very belligerent statements about like how the reporters were making it up. I think that they are going to take this opportunity to clean, like get pin all their scandals on Luno, ban him and then pretend they're a good organization again. Like it probably goes way further than just Luno, but he is absolutely going to be the the person who takes the fall for it. Especially since he was not not implicated in the Cardinal scandal way back when, too. Like, yeah, it's that's not right. Like he he uh, I forgot Luno was part of the Cards org then. Oif. Yeah, so he is. I, I it would not surprise me if come next year we never see him in baseball again. Yeah. And it wouldn't make me sad either, to be perfectly honest. Nope. Nope. Would not be bummed. In a more fun query, Diana also asks, what are the differences between a foggy IPA and a smoggy IPA? I've never heard either of those terms. Have you, Brian? I've not either. Um, like okay. I've heard hazy. That's like a West Coast IPA. Yeah. So I, I imagine a foggy IPA is something that originates from like San Francisco, and a smoggy is one from LA. <laughs> is she just mocking us? She might be. I, I believe. <laughs> I, I believe I remember this conversation, and it was a foggy IPA is something that somebody actually heard of, and I believe it was like San Francisco or something like that. And then somebody made up a smoggy IPA as like a joke. In which case, yeah, it's definitely an LA okay. IPA. Yeah. And <laughs> and to me, a smoggy IPA is one that goes down the wrong pipe. <laughs> Good Excellent. one. And finally, <sighs> John asks me, have you bought any Sounders championship swag? And no, I haven't because uh, I was told by someone not to during the holiday season. <laughs> Ah, love it. In any case, two stars, two stars. <laughs> Sorry, Kristen. All right. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I don't see the great thing is, I don't even know what that means, but I know it made Kristen mad. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It don't ever get into soccer. It's a trap or sports. <laughs> Just never watch sports. That's what I that's what my recommendation yeah. is. Don't watch sports. True. Sports are the worst. Okay, I think we can sign out there. Uh, Chris, what are you up to? Where can we find you? You can find me um, mostly at Bookworst Pod, listening to the Bookworst Pod, co-hosted by Kristen. And as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> my wife, Kate, and our friend, Miranda. We're currently reading Thrawn Treason. So if you enjoy that book or want to read it, it's a great time to hop in. And you can hit us up at Book Wars Pod on Twitter and see an episode guide of past books that we've read if you want to find a good jumping off point for the pod. I'm also available at Chris Cedor, but honestly wouldn't recommend not a good follow. Correct. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, you were just getting in there before we could dunk on you, right? He's used Listen, to it. If, Poor Chris. If a lifetime of low self-esteem has taught me anything, the way you beat people is by insulting yourself before they can. I, uh, that hits too close to home. <laughs> uh, Kristen, your turn to plug your shit. Sure. Uh, find me at Book Wars Pod. Um, again, uh, 
listen to the podcast at your own risk. It is a trash fire. Um, it should get better again when Kate comes back after this semester, though, I hope. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's just me, Chris, and Miranda. So you know what that's about. Yeah, um, unsupervised pod to the max. <laughs> otherwise, I'm uh, on Twitter at It's Keeks, uh, which I would normally say basically what Chris said, terrible follow, don't, don't follow. But I do occasionally uh, tweet pictures of my puppy. So... On the off chance that I do that, it's worth following me because he's very cute. Pictures of the puppy are excellent, by the way. <laughs> very worth the follow for that. <sighs> yeah, he's only I, I he's plug... only going to be small for a couple more months, so just remember that. Can I plug Kristen's dog's Instagram because that is a good follow? <laughs> oh good yes, follow. please do. <laughs> That's Kristen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's at Good Boy Jasper. It's Good Boy Jasper, but there's just underscores instead of uh, anything gotcha. else between. So it's Good underscore Boy underscore Jasper. Um, but I did put I'm a good boy on the bottom of his uh, new big boy tags. So <laughs> yes. that is that does exist. <laughs> yeah, he is a good follow. Quinn mostly posts there because he's got the camera and stuff. So. Um, but it's it's a good follow, and uh, I p- I'll put stories up there uh, pretty regularly. So if you want my garbage stories and my partner's good actual photography, <laughs> that's a that is a great follow. <laughs> anyway, I'm Lane Winry on Twitter, L A N E W I N R E E, and this has been the Tashi Station. <laughs> What's that? What? Can you change it to Dad Winry after your kid gets born? <laughs> oh, God, I'm only a week away. <laughs> it's happening. It, We're all very excited for you, Brian. It is happening. It is and happening. Oh, Just you happen to be here I, right I now. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter with that handle, just be prepared. It's going to be all baby pics. Fuck yes. From there on I mean, out. Yes. Duh. That's what we want. That's what the people want. Give the people what I, they want. Yeah. Just warning you now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the Tashi Station Brewhouse is brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Uh, get into the $1 level to support this show and uh, the others on our network, and you can get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack, where you can ask us questions and, I don't know, ask us for beer recommendations. We do that there. Uh, you can find this Pictures show- Pictures of our pets also there. Yeah, all of our pets those are there. are usually- ex- yeah, I was going to say, those are usually exclusive, so we, we have for a, the, the Patreon. We have a Pets channel, and the Pets channel is far and away the best part of our Patreon. No Definitely worth that. $1 a month. $1 a month can get you access to adorable pets. What's not to love? Anyway, uh, you can find this show on the Tashi Station uh, radio mega feed. Uh, we also have the Tashi Station Brewhouse dedicated feeds on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next month, uh, av- and I'll hopefully report back on how much of a success or a disaster this beer was. Thanks for listening, everyone. So long. 